Welcome to the End Zone Club podcast where we have conversations that are designed to push you from walking in your potential to fulfilling your purpose and you're with your host Anthony Mitchell and I'd like to encourage you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. Help us get this in the ears of some faithful listeners and I encourage you not to touch the dial but to turn the music up because we're going live in three, two. One, let's go. Hello everyone, this is Andre Truitt, representative for Just Gifted Clothing Brand. If you have individual talent of any kind, we are talking to you. Join this clothing brand that has built a community of people that encourages others to use their gifts and talents. Man, we are the fastest growing brand that you haven't heard of yet. To find out what we're really about, just go to JustGiftedClothingBrand.com. Let me spell that out for you. J-U-S-G-I-F-T-E-D ClothingBrand.com. One more time for you. J-U-S. G-I-F-T-E-D clothingbrand.com. Talent in any way, you're just gifted. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is your host, Anthony Mitchell, and this is our first podcast episode of the new year. So first of all, happy new year. We are so many days into the new year. So by now, you should be locked into your goals. You'll know at this point whether or not you have to <laughs> get a hit a fresh restart or if you're well on your way to sustain greatness. But hey, before I even get into today's episode, I'd like to welcome you to the End Zone Club podcast where we have conversations wrapped around things we know now we wish we knew when we were younger. Guys, I have to apologize for taking so long to get to my first episode of the year, but I promise you, you guys have been on my hearts and my mind. This year, we do have a couple of uh, special guests lined up coming to you guys soon. But before we got into any of that, I just wanted to have a few moments to come before you guys and just be able to rap for a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's been so <laughs> it's been so many weeks since I've done a podcast. I forgot to encourage you to like, share, rate, subscribe today's podcast. Help us to get this content out to the four corners of the world. And if you don't know by now, we have conversations that are not only designed to push you from discovering your potential, but walking in your destiny. That said, let's get to it. How y'all been? Everybody all right? Your mom and them all right? Sisters, brothers, they all doing okay? All right, my mind are good too. We, we down here in the South have, um, we've undergone a week of probably some of the coldest weather I've experienced in my, I've been here in the South about 20 years now in some of my generation. And this has been like the coldest, coldest weather I've ever experienced. Today is Saturday. My 49ers play the Green Bay Packers in the second round of the playoffs. But since late Sunday night, which our kids had a Martin Luther King program that they were a part of, we went to the program and the weather probably there around 3, 34 o'clock. You could, you could just tell something was, something was getting ready to transpire in the air. 
started getting cold, wind was blowing, misty outside. By the time we got home, you could tell it was getting ready to snow. Woke up Monday morning, yard was covered in snow. Kids were excited. They love snow. We have a two-year-old who has never seen snow. So like all kids, she's singing Elsa from Frozen, the Disney movie, in case you didn't catch the reference. But she, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Y'all didn't know singing was my second career. But she thinks she's Elsa. And because she thinks she's Elsa, she can't wait to get outside and do what? You guessed it. Build a snowman. But what was different about this particular ice was that it was ice. It was like that deep freezer ice. We thought we looked outside the window. We thought it was snow, but it was more like that deep freezer ice in the bottom of the deep freezer that you basically have to take a pickaxe and just, you know, hit it harder just to get it to come off. Yeah, that's what we were dealing with here. So it kind of took the fun out because now Monday we're snowed in, roads are iced. Of course, it's the South. It snows every, maybe a good snow once a year. But nobody has been smart enough to say, hey, every time it snows, it shuts the whole city down. Grocery stores aren't getting groceries. People are panic shopping. So things you would habitually need like milk, eggs, bread, most of that's always out. Been posting pictures, matter of fact, all week on social media. Been going to Walmart whenever, I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to name drop, but I've been going to some of the grocery stores. <laughs> whatever I can, right? <laughs> and I have just wanted to get some milk for my two-year-old. She drinks whole milk, and they have been out all week. I went into one grocery store yesterday. There were at least 12 employees in the meat department, and all of them are standing around just looking. It's obvious nobody wants to be there. And, man, I'm telling you, that that right there kind of bothered me a little bit because, um, the, my, my official first job, not including internships that I worked as a young man, but my first job was in the grocery industry and something that was always, always, always just poured on us was that customers come first. They're the lifeblood of your service. Um, dude, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Like you understand that the service that you're giving is vital to your community. You understand that there are people that have been locked up at home. Some people are hungry. Some people worked the day that it was snowing. So when they got off, they didn't get a chance to properly prepare for said storms. Like here in the South, we're always told, hey, there's a hurricane, there's a tornado, there's bad weather, fear, 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 scare, scare, scare. So sometimes people are not in a position Maybe because of work, maybe because of obligations at family. They can't always get to the grocery stores in the time they want to. Maybe they're waiting on a paycheck. Some people are living from paycheck to paycheck, so maybe they got paid Tuesday. Grocery stores closed. And they finally get in the grocery stores, there's no food in there. So you sometimes have to be sensitive to the people that you're serving, that if they come 10 minutes before you close, Maybe that's the only time they were able to get out. I had this happen this week. Some of the grocery stores were projecting on their websites and various uh, social media pages that, hey, we're open till this time. So I live like four to five minutes from most grocery stores that I habitually shop at. I'm very close. But because of the road conditions, I mean, you got two inches of solid black ice. 
<laughs> and it takes you forever to get up a hill, to come to a nice halt, a stop. At the stop sign, you come to the four-way, the light is red. It takes you a minute right now. What would normally take you four minutes, now it's taking you 20 to navigate through the town. And I'm like, oh, we got 30 minutes to get to the gas station or to get here, get there. And because you haven't really been out or this is your first time out, you're not realizing how long it's taken to get there. So there was about 10 minutes before they were supposed to close. They wouldn't even let me in the door. All I wanted was milk. They wouldn't let me in the door. Man, I'm telling you, the management team that I grew up with up to the minute they closed, those doors would have been open. They would have been serving the customers. They would have been greeting them, smiling at them as they come through the door, appreciating them for their service, thanking them for shopping with us, all of those sorts of things. Because what happens when you set your stake in the ground in your community where people know I am here for you, where people know that we feel your pain and we understand we're not, huh, it's, 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 it's mind blazing to me. There was a rush of customers that came in at the same time I came in and everybody got turned around. And then the worst part about it was the employees that were turning people around were out in the parking lot, playing around, running around, oblivious to the fact that some people really just wanted some food. But hey, guys, I just wanted to give you an update. That's kind of what we've been dealing with here in the South. It has been cold. I actually haven't worked all week. I have been at home binge watching, strategizing, drawing, and then leaving a dent in the couch. <laughs> From turning left, turning right, show now, show later, add to my list. That whole thing, that's what I've been doing all week. I think my family's tired of me. My two-year-old has, she's, listen, she's probably the most enjoyed having me home because she has taken my phone 8 30 every morning nine o'clock and i have to wrestle it with her she's just all there's all sorts of things that run through a two-year-old's mind when they can't get outside and play that um it just baffles me like she said daddy what is peppa pig's dad's name george daddy where's george from daddy where does george live so through the power of Google, as she's asking these questions, I'm just habitually, um, I'm having to find out this information. <laughs> hey, Danny, where does Elmo live at? What does his house look like? How many rooms does Elmo have in his house, Daddy? <laughs> Daddy, Paw Patrol. Where do they play at? What's the name of the area they play in? I mean, there's so many questions that run through a two-year-old mind because all of this is important to them. So it's been a learning experience for my wife. She's enjoyed having me home, but it's just been so slippery outside. Our kids went out the first day of snow. Um, they made sleds out of random things. And I promise you by that same time next morning, they were all hawking and coughing and sneezing with headaches and that sorts of thing. So it was counterproductive for us, but uh, man, I was just, wanted to get on here and talk with you guys for a moment because this is going to be an action-packed year for us. We have some people that have reached out to us about coming on the podcast. Some of the people have been on here before, so they're not strangers to this platform. And then some are new people like I have no, 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 no relation to, but they said they have enjoyed the content and they would like to come on and help further push our message. So if you're listening, 
If you've got a, a phenomenal story, maybe a triumph, maybe a victory, maybe a life learning lesson that you feel others can gain some kind of value from, send me an email. Send me an email. Uh, I, I want to see how well you guys can navigate my page and how well it's set up here at the podcast. I want to see if you're clicking on my name, if all of my relevant information from how you can donate. Um, if you're a first time listener, I promise you, we are really big in the community. We have a grassroots endeavor where we predominantly serve the youth. A lot of 99% of what we offer are all free. We do free football camps, basketball, baseball. We've done dance camps, back to school giveaways. We've already, towards the end of last year, we did three free uh, homeless blanket giveaway drives, which we were able to get out in timely manner for this kind of weather, as well as just serving. We've served in many other capacities with other organizations like Big Brother, Big Sister. Um, we struck out to endeavor with a partnership with our local drug court to provide even them some opportunities to uh, mentor, to work in the community, as well as just having some positivity around them. So that's what we do and everything that you do, everything you donate, everything you give goes towards our efforts. Hey, I'm sitting out here in, in, a, in a post office waiting for them to open. I have a package to ship. It's always funny to me when there's only one vehicle in the parking lot. I, this is so random, but it's, it's just funny. There's one vehicle in the parking lot and I park far away from everybody else. And then when you start looking up, everybody starts parking next to you. It's like, do you you ever notice that like you park in a parking lot at a grocery store or at a shopping place and everybody wants to come park next to you that's that's strange to me get a better parking spot there's plenty of them i mean if there's only two lot cars in the lot why pull up in the lane right next to my car <laughs> anyway guys I, that's, i'm just being funny but i was actually before i get out of here i, I wanted to share a story with you guys um because I do think sometimes in life, going back to my original original thought at the very beginning, we are so many days into the new year. And I know if you guys were like myself, I know y'all came in already thinking that, yo, this is my year, I'm going to lose weight, whatever. And then, of course, I've been at home for a week with nothing to do but watch TV and eat. So whatever seven-pound progress I had already gotten losing weight this year, I'm pretty sure it's all, it's all <laughs> got to be redone. But y'all, sometimes we have our eyes set on things and don't understand the power or the cost or whatever is associated with making it happen. Back in the day, I used to be a church musician. I know it's hard to look at me now and realize I grew up in the church. <laughs> well, y'all, I, I once upon a time, I was um going through a, um, I was, again, I was in the grocery store industry. Good point. Good pickup. And our, the company that I was working for um, now was suffering a lot of competition. It's a small market, big, big, big competition moves in very next door that offers everything we offer and then some, right? And I want to say the name of the store because most of us go there every day anyway, and I might have name dropped the store earlier in this podcast episode. But y'all, this store basically almost put us out of business. It did. It hurt us. Small market, you build the third largest of its kind 
in our in our right in our vicinity. So what I was doing as a musician, everything I did for my church was always free. I rendered that service to God and that was that. You know, I didn't feel a need to charge it. The church wanted to be a blessing. That's okay. Right? But um there were some opportunities for some small churches that reached out to me. They were going through a crux. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine. He had some musicians, but his musicians basically held him ransom. I mean, he had a small church, but he was paying his musicians pretty good to come in and play. Well, realizing how much he was, they were needed, they started holding the church ransom where it's like, oh, we're only going to come on this Sunday and that Sunday unless you pay us this amount, this much, or you know what, I need some new tires. So the price kept going up to the point where now the musicians are coming once every two or three months. It was random. I mean, there was no accountability whatsoever. And um, in our churches, predominantly, music plays a very important part because we call it atmosphere, but musicians are able to usher in a festive spirit, so to speak, in our services that make it easier to convert a person that's coming in that's been dealing with all kind of life stressors and issues that's had melancholy, maybe their kids have been sick, maybe their finances have been short, maybe they've had some type of illness in their body or discord on the job. Whatever that situation is, a lot of times when you first come into a service, you're still carrying that tightness from your week of your stress. And you get a good set of musicians. They're typically part of the first line of defense. And then after they get finished moving in their ministry, now it makes it easier for the pastor to preach his message. Because now people have started maybe loosening up a little bit. Maybe by now they're a little more festive. The music has made them more jovial. So the power of a good musician in our church services goes without saying is... You get my point. So now that these musicians have been holding the church hostage, the pastor's having a very hard time sometimes getting his messages through. And they're singing a cappella, and people aren't as involved and everybody's mind is on where's the musicians at today. And so many distractions. So as he's telling me about his situation, I'm like, you know what? Say no more. You know, I'll come. I'll play with you guys. I got a partner. He'll play. Never discussed money. Just wanted to come be a blessing. His service times did not contradict my service time. So there was no conflict between our two churches. And actually, I spoke with my pastor before I went and he didn't see a problem with it either. He thought it was a good thing that we were doing. But, you know, just ever the event that we're needed during that time, do communicate with the pastor whatever so yo we get in there my friend and i we begin to you know we're jamming out boom we're bringing a whole new flavor here it is you have two musicians who play together all the time we're locked and synced together we know each other's moves i know where he's going we give each other certain looks and it's like because of this this uh our harmonious spirit we're all we're already with it so y'all maybe one one or two good services pass we're in there jamming and then the musician finds out because somebody's called and said, hey, there's some new musicians here. We got a drummer and a keyboard player. And he's a guitar player. And then he's got another guitar player friend. Uh, he starts threatening. Well, I'm going to tell you what, our drum player's never coming back. That's okay. We've got an even better drummer in here now. And he's like, you know what? I don't know if I can play with their keyboard player. There was just so many weird microaggressions he started throwing at the pastor. 
he felt like we were in competition. It's like, dude, drums, guitars, keyboards, that all goes together. That makes a band. Let's do it. So guitar player, he came one Sunday and uh, he wouldn't look at us. I mean, we tried to break the ice because basically we're visitors in their church. We don't want any bad will. We're trying to speak to him. He won't even look at us as he speaks. So he um, he decides to not to not come back to the church anymore because he felt like we were breaking into their money or whatever. It's just weird. Um, told the pastor they didn't have to pay us, but they wanted to be a blessing. So they began to pay us like seventy five to one hundred dollars a week was what I, what I was getting as a drummer, which at that time, you know, basically you're only playing 30 minutes. I'm like, man, seventy five dollars for 30 minutes. That's basically highway robbery. But I mean, since you're dead bent on giving this. Okay, but I'm like, hey, I don't want this to break your church. I understand your smaller church, you're trying to get started. He's like, no, this is not a problem. This is for me to you guys. So I think the keyboard players tend to make a little more, but hey, that's another conversation. But man, this rocked on for a little while. And that guitar player, brother, <laughs> sisters, y'all, he tried his best to just create a level of tension b between the members and us. Where now he, he's trying to convince the singers who are singing you know, like the ensemble they had that basically led praise and worship. Y'all don't go sing for that church anymore. They, you know, and he's telling lies about all the stuff we said to them and did to them. And then it just took a little time after working with us. They uh, realized that the spirit that was projected that we were walking in was not true. We weren't ill will. We're, we're comical guys. We love the, the church. We, we love just being able to, to exercise our gift. And this went on for a while, but everything's kind of started leveling out. But then one Sunday we come in after dealing with all of this and the pastor was like, Hey, just wanted you to know that, uh, I'm going to have to cut your salary. Um, it's, it's kind of hurting us a little bit. We need to be able to put this money in other places. And I'm like, fine, it's cool. I'll keep coming. I told you, I'm just coming to be a blessing. Told you, you didn't have to give me this, but you did at that time that 75 or 100 however much i was making in that amount of time just putting it in reference right i was only making like 615 an hour at my job so even if as a as a college age kid if i was only able to work 20 hours because being in college i mean conflicts i was making about the same amount of money on that sunday as i was making you see what i'm saying on my regular job so the money was a blessing, but I was more or less not looking at the money as much as I was looking at growing as a musician and being a blessing to this assembly. But played a few more weeks and I came back again and they were like, hey, I got to tell you this again. We need to cut your salary again. And I'm like, man, y'all had already cut me down to like thirty five dollars a week at this point. And. uh then it just became a thing where, hey, I want to be a blessing, but is the risk worth the reward, right? Because I did start, <laughs> I did start to notice that the more we played with him, the longer the church services got. I remember one day he preached like a solid three-hour message, and everybody in the church was asleep, but the musicians, and we're trying to do all we can do to keep it going, but it's like, man.
So now it's like making less. It's getting bigger. There's still a lot of conflict. A lot of people in the church are talking about these musicians. They don't even, they're not even members at our church. This, then the third. And it just was like, listen, let's see if we can get your old musicians back until you can deal with the atmosphere and these other things. It's going to be constant contention because then I was called back again. And he's like, Hey, we need to cut your salary again. And at this point, I'm like, hey, guys, I just wanted to be a blessing. I think this season is over. Just, huh. We just decided to go separate ways. And then I kid you not. Uh, I mean, I could see the writing on the wall. Um, probably about a month or two later, he called me and said that he resigned from his position there at the church. It, it, it hurts me to see sometimes when people step out on goals to do something that when hard times come, sometimes we don't know how to handle and prioritize what needs to be addressed first. Sometimes it's the little foxes that destroy the vine. That's an old, it's an old saying. But typically, there are things that was within, well within his reach that he could have addressed. First of all, from the the multiple voices that were in the crowd that were limiting his effectiveness of being able to bring growth. Every time you're trying to grow, you have people that are in the crowd that need to maybe be separated or what they're saying be maybe publicly addressed so that it doesn't become an issue. Sometimes it's like that in our own lives. We start to, as I just mentioned, I, I've lost, I, I started the year off losing seven pounds, got excited. Then I fooled around, started, I started the 1st of January off with COVID. And this was one of those COVIDs that like for a week, I was on that couch. Thankfully, it just so worked out between Christmas Eve. I was sick Christmas Eve, sick through Christmas, all the way through the New Year. So I was off that whole time. Came back, had to get a tooth extracted. I had to go to an oral surgeon. They had to cut that tooth out. And then we had a week already where this snow has kept us in the house. This is a, t a point in time where these other voices begin to speak like you, you, they begin to speak. They begin to whisper things in your ear that make you feel like maybe next year, maybe later on down the road, maybe tomorrow. But what happens today when you start allowing yourself to look at really where you are and really what you want to, 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 to transpire and see an opportunity of growth always goes through a challenge. If you want to grow anything, it's got to go through a challenge. You can't become an avid mountain climber without first making it through some peaks and through some valleys. You can't become a long distance runner until you've built up your endurance. This is a phenomenal opportunity for Anthony Mitchell to gain his stripes by pushing through. And I'm encouraging you to do the same as well. I know a lot of y'all are like me and you're saying, hey, with my first day of diet, I need a cheat day. And my second day, I need another cheat day. This, this, th These are ways that we tend to think. We tend to say, you know what, financially this year, I want to be more established. I want to prepare myself to get my savings better. I want to go on a trip. I want to go somewhere. But you find yourself having already spent more this year than you did last year at this time. It's not too late to get started. It's not too late to start quieting the voices in your head that make it okay or that make you comfortable. Hmm? It's not building for tomorrow. I know this is definitely for me as I was thinking back at that story and, and 
thinking about where things went wrong, you got to first of all put a value on what you're what you're trying to attain. If your goal is for weight loss, a lot of times there's a lot of health implications that's directly affected. Sometimes you're dealing with high cholesterol or blood pressure. Maybe diabetes is running your family. In my case, men at certain ages have had aneurysms and different things. So for me, seeing those life stressors and how it's affected family members, it has made me want to be more proactive. That's another reason the military has been so has been so important to my career is because it has lent me the opportunity of having an active lifestyle. I don't want to be like those guys that have had aneurysms at certain times. I don't want to be like that person that has to do this or do that because now when it's within my ability to bring change, I'm allowing the wrong voices to speak in my head. I want you guys, to, if you got a journal, and if you haven't had a chance to put your vision board together yet, I want you to chronicle or write down. I want you to think about some of the voices that have been speaking to you as I am. Start writing them down. Start isolating some things that you've believed that have allowed you to get comfortable with where you are and not being able to change and, and start addressing that. Come up with a counterattack. Every time that Bluebell cookies and cream ice cream <laughs> is calling your name or little crumble cookies or them hot, chunky chocolate chip cookies or that new dress or Shein or Timu or whatever is getting all your money, whatever's getting all your peace, whatever's diverting you from your goal. Look at these things and then wonder, this is what I'm going to do to stop it. Guys, until next time, I hope y'all have enjoyed my new music. Shout out to Damon Kimbrough from Birmingham, Alabama for supplying me with some hot music as well as Bass World Productions and Memphis, Tennessee for giving me great background music, keeping this podcast flavorable. But guys, I need your support. Donate, 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 donate. Get the word out. Let's talk about some real things. And until next time, y'all be blessed.